1: Always up for close with Jimmy. Beige, I'm the one and only. Jimmy, star, new celebrity. To
3: we'll take you out to Jimmy stars. Hey ho! What's up, everybody? Happy New Year! Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. We have a great show for you guys. So I thought you might want to show people. Yeah. Okay. Um, so so we have a great show for you guys It's our Christmas show uh, Lady Lake just joined us in the chat room I'm sure the chat room will start filling up um, We hope everybody had a Merry Christmas Before I say anything else Let me introduce my cool outrageous man about town co-host Ron Russell
4: How do you do?
3: There you go And Astro Astro <laughs> So we have a really fun show for you guys today um,
4: We're sitting very low You know the house is all upside down because my daughters are here. So we had to make sleeping arrangements all over the place, and we had to move some of our studio stuff around. OK, Astro, kiss me later. So we're kind of like, I don't know what. It looks all right. Does it look all right? No, we look good. The sign is straight. We look good. You think we look all right? Yeah. All right. I think that's
3: good. I don't on see the, on the show first. So I don't first? see it on this other TV though. So hold on. Let who's me who's on first? Uh, Stan Zimmerman's coming on first. Oh, goody, 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 goody. And then, good. uh, uh, Stan Zimmerman's coming on first. And uh, oh, there we go. And then uh, now you can see what everybody sees. Uh, Stan, Zimmerman. so you guys, we have two great guests today. Uh, Stan Zimmerman is our first guest. He's been on several times, and then we have. The rock band Revolution, and we also have Dr. Stryker coming on with them, who's someone new who we've never met, um, but Revolution's playing a big show with Dr. Stryker in L.A. in a couple of weeks, and so we're bringing on Dr. Stryker with Revolution. um, Good,
4: and I get to see my buddy, Olga.
3: Yes, and they said they love our shirts, and these are Christmas gifts, you guys. Yes. Aren't they pretty?
4: (laughs) I'm wearing a $125 Ralph Lauren. Of course, my daughters did not pay that. They went to the, the uh, designer mall. Uh, Ralph they, Lauren outlet. Yeah, Ralph Lauren outlet. And they must have paid still a lot of money. But could you imagine a flannel shirt? A flannel shirt that my mother used to buy me when I was a kid for like three ninety nine dollars has gone up to $125 for a flannel shirt. My simply flannel because too. it has, it, I can't see it, but my emblem, the Ralph Lauren emblem. So when you pay that kind of stupid money, you're buying a stupid emblem to advertise his product. Now, if I were a famous movie star, like a thirty million dollar picture guy, he would he would pay me for this to wear this shirt. I wouldn't pay him. So he would pay me thousands of dollars if I was if I was say like Brad Pitt, and I'm sitting here with the friggin' uh, polo emblem. So just goes to show you the baloney that's in this business. It's all crap, it's all baloney, it's all fake. Sometimes it gets to me. You know, like that that pun and a tone that I put up on Facebook that my daughter bought. It was uh, $39, 40 bucks for a thing of cake. Of course she got it for half price because she complained. So she got it for 20. Now everybody's telling me that at Trader Joe's you can get a delicious one, for $6. Now, I don't know. The one that we had had a lot of rum in it. It was delicious. It was moist. It was an excellent panettone. So for $6, bucks, i am Italian. I know from panettone. My friends are Americanas. They don't know from Italian food. So what they think is delicious is not necessarily what I would think is delicious. Right. <clears throat> so that's a story on the panettone. But things are just ridiculous. I mean, who's got that kind of money to spend 125 bucks for a flannel shirt? Anyway, stop anyway people are like do. I love so. it as a gift because my daughter's got it for me. Look, it's all cocky. They got right. me mine, too. Mine's Ralph Lauren, too, and it's right. pink. Is yours 125 I
3: don't know. Probably more because it's pink. No, mine doesn't have the logo. Yeah. It has a tag on the bottom. Oh, no
4: logo. Are so you wearing a cock. No, mine's Ralph Lauren like the- You're like- Ralph Lauren up my ass. You're just <laughs> fake. Mine is a real Ralph Lauren. <laughs> yeah. You're wearing a fake- so I hope,
3: every, hey, Hub Reynolds just joined us again,
4: Hub. Hub, can we talk about the wedding or we're not allowed? Well, he told us last week. We he's not it talking about it. He's one of those tight-mouthed guys. You know, I don't like tight-mouthed people. They're not interesting. He's not come on, Hub. Tell us about her. You know, how you met her. Uh, what made you think you wanted to marry her? And when are you marrying her? You know, I'll well, come on the show and tell us about it.
3: Not right now. I can't come on.
4: No, not now. <laughs> we're booked. We're so booked, it's disgusting, uh, really He's getting married on Valentine's Day. Oh, well, that's so romantic. She's Annie the Angel. What? She's Annie the Angel. Yes. Isn't that sweet? I love it. Jimmy, why can't I be Ronnie the, 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 the Regal? You can be. Oh, Ronnie the Wonder... Regal Ronnie. Hmm.
3: You could be You're Ronnie the hottest.
4: We got married on your birthday. I don't know. I gave you that honor, you sleazy slut. He's getting married to Maui, he says... In Maui, I got married in in New York City, in Manhattan, at City Hall, like some peasant.
3: So we hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas. We had a very nice Christmas. Beautiful Christmas. And we got some really nice things, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, I got my Versace
4: pillows. You know, we redid our living room sofa. We did it in tuxedo black fabric. It's absolutely magnificent. But, you know, black eats up a room. So Jimmy found for me real Versace uh, throw pillows and they're in citrus yellow, like the color of my Versace watch. Look, I got that for Christmas. Too. Jimmy bought that for me. It's that color and black. I'll take pictures one day and put them up, but be- excuse me, beautiful pillows. So it made the living room just pop. And we had a good, I got time. everything. What else? did I got, I got so many things, but things I really wanted. And Jimmy got, and I love to drop prices because that makes everybody excited. I bought him a robot for three hundred. Robison Bumblebee. Yeah. for three hundred and fifty dollars. Can you believe that? A toy, a fucking little plastic thing that goes. It's a Robison, very highly collectible for the in the very, world of collectibles. Yes. And it does this.
3: It does all kinds of stuff. It shoots and walks, and it's it's Bumblebee from the Transformers
4: movies. Oh wow! So. That's a thrill and a half. Bumblebee from the Transformer movie. Yes. Anyway, three hundred fifty bucks. It's now, awesome. A minute. You bought it as a collector. What kid's going to get that? How many parents?
3: like people's kids. Well, when you look on them, because that's the cheapest one you can get. If you get Optimus Prime or some of the other ones they run, I mean, they have one that I would love to get, but it was $2,600. Are
4: you out of your um, mind for so... a toy for a child? Yeah, but you
3: don't realize <laughs> the world of collectibles and how, like, big it is, you know. It's like a $20 billion you know, dollar I, year business. When
4: I was a kid, I got a Buck Rogers uh set it was like a tin it was all tin and it was buck rogers studio where he lived in the moon in the rocket i, I played that. with that thing till i was about 50. no really <laughs> i loved that toy so much and i was grateful for the one toy i got and i played with it every day but these kids get 350 robots they look at it and go oh that's cool and then they put it on the shelf and
3: I don't think really kids get it. I think it's because I think it's people who are professional collectors, you know, buy it because they're limited edition. They don't make very many of them. Well,
4: I think you're all nuts, but that's okay. That's, you're entitled to be. Nuts. I also
3: got a bunch of Funko Pops. I even got the Harry Potter set Funko Pops. I got, um,
4: but I got some him, really good shit. I got him the most exciting one of all, the Rocketeer. <laughs> and it's a beautiful doll, it's this big. And it's, he's got the Jets on his back, and he's dressed like the Rocketeer with the gold helmet. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece of statuary. Uh,
3: Action figure, too. We don't say dolls. Dolls are for girls. Action figures are for boys.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I also got a, a Chucky from Child's Play 3 where half of his face is burnt off and he talks. It was awesome. Awesome. And-
4: Doll, Uh, you give a doll to somebody with a face burnt off. It was
3: awesome, awesome, Mm. awesome. And I also got, uh, I forgot, I got a lot of stuff, but I put pictures of it up on on the internet. But Robeson. You sure
4: did get a lot of stuff.
3: Yes. And I also got from Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger pajama bottoms to sleep in because it kind of gets cold at night.
4: Which is cool. Tell me out there. Now, you know, there's a big age difference between Jimmy and I. And that reasoning is that Jimmy has to have a father. A parent, no, so not. He ma- I could be his father very easily. I was 26 years old when Jimmy was born. No, you weren't. I was old. 24. I was 24 years old when <laughs> Jimmy was born, and I had my daughter Leslie when I was 29. So,
3: <laughs> I guess I wasn't looking for a
4: father figure.
3: I, I collected toys. No, I, I think... collected toys for 30 years before I ever met. Yeah, you. I know,
4: but the guy you <laughs> were with me before, when you were with Gil. He was fifty years older than you. No, something. he was
3: now he's younger than you.
4: He's not younger than me, Gil. Yeah. Gil is not younger than I am. He was too. He was born in nineteen 19- Thirty-eight. Yeah, I was born nineteen forty. Okay, so
3: he's two years. So he's eighty-five now. Okay, well, I haven't talked to him since I was with you. So yeah, I don't know. Know.
4: But you always had an old man for a boyfriend. Or that's a... just because that's what I liked, and that's because what financially... you want Because
3: you're a no, demented no. little person. That's what I find to be handsome, and no, that's what is financially no, no, no. capable of keeping up with me because I always made money no, and I because, because didn't want to because support because you're,
4: de- you're a little deranged in the head no. because <laughs> you you think we're bar- you uh, you have a father. I definitely don't ever call you daddy. <laughs> no, you couldn't possibly because I look younger than you. Yeah, that's true. And too. if I you called me daddy, people would think that you're strange.
3: Oh, so uh so um b Claudia just joined us. Hey B me. Claudia,
4: Merry Christmas Sauerbraten looks so good. God, I would have taken a plane to Germany just to have it. And what were those two things? Matzah balls? Yeah. Oh god, is that gorgeous? And all I kept thinking was a nice big chunk of Italian bread dunked in that gorgeous gravy and it smearing all over my face as I eat it. Because I'm so happy. Go out, you had to see the bowl. Everybody out there, go on my Facebook page and look at B. Claudia's wonderful sourbrot. My mouth's watering. I can't speak.
3: She says thank you. All right, we're going to bring on our first guest, you guys. Um, I'm kind of waiting to see if B. got here because B's so excited about everything. So, uh, we got what? So- I, w- I wanted to wait for B to get here because I know how much she loves Stan Zimmerman.
4: Oh, she does?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Who
4: doesn't love Stan? Everybody loves Stan Zimmerman. So let's bring him in, Juan. He's one of my favorite people. Hey. Hi. is my sweet little boy. I love him. I missed you
5: guys. I feel like I'm on the prices right with you, naming all the everything <laughs> how,
4: what lost here. I haven't seen you in ages. Let's get to. I know movie. you guys have ignored me during all this COVID. We but... really don't like you. We make believe we do just for the show. <laughs> Listen,
5: well, you're going to gonna... get sick of seeing me because I'm coming down to Palm Springs yeah, to direct just, a play. Jim,
4: when? Let me know so I could make Jennifer us.
5: I arrive the ninth of January. I'll be there through the nineteenth of February. I'm directing Paul Rudnick's world West Coast premiere of the New Century. It's going to be with the Bent uh, Theater Company at the uh, at the Cultural Center. Only two weekends. There is full frontal nudity. So, Ron, you may have to sit this one out. <laughs> no, he loves that. What, I know how you get.
4: What, yes. what, the audience gets naked? I love it. No. <laughs> if oh, you want I... to, we
5: should do that. You know, there was a play in New York where they had an all-naked audience.
4: Yeah, I was there.
5: You were, as long as you put something to sit down only on. I don't want to, like, only you know.
4: End, only
3: so hang on, we got to do a formal introduction. All right, everybody. Oh, formal. Now formal. we want to welcome to the Jimmy Starr Show with Ron Russell, incredibly cool and talented producer, director, screenwriter, writer, Stan Zimmerman. Hello and welcome to the
2: show.
5: All right, where's the applause? Yes, there you go. We are... You, you have there, no sound effects, nothing. <laughs>
4: listen, gentlemen, you know why I brought you on.
5: I do, but I have one more thing to say that I would love you to be at, uh, I think it's pronounced Quads, the bar?
3: Oh, Uh, yeah, Quads.
5: Quads. So, uh, Valentine's Day, they're doing a special event for me celebrating everything from Golden Girls to Gilmore Girls from 6 to 8.30 in Palm Springs because my book is finally
4: coming out.
3: Oh, yay! Let's Uh, see. You got a copy?
4: Oh, He froze. He froze. (laughs) Stan, don't freeze. Can we
3: unfreeze him, Juan? What do we do? That was such a fun movie. Oh, yes, we're going to talk about it, you guys. We
4: we're going to talk about Stan's book, and I also want to talk about Silver Foxes because that's something we have that, to talk about.
3: His new movie. It? We had the biggest well, Christmas. A lot movie of out. things
4: to talk about, but Silver Foxes is my thing because I think it is the most brilliant idea ever. And it's not happening. And so wait, I, show I us. the, he's
3: back. He's back. I think. Show us I'm the back. book.
5: So you can see it. The book is called "The Girls from Golden to Gilmore." The book.
3: Why is he frozen? Hey, crazy. Juan, is that us or is that him? Because I don't have the I don't have the router plugged in. Hey, Juan, let me know. Is that us or him? Hey, Juan. You're frozen. Oh, guy. it's his. It's him. It's not us. Okay. uh Oh. <laughs> it says he's it's lagging. Like okay. You,
4: you bad boy. so I'm lagging. I want to talk about your book. I want to talk about the movie. And I want to talk about mostly Silver Foxes because it's such a work of art. And I don't understand that the shit that I see that my friends produce, garbage, is out there. And something is wonderful. Get that phone off. And something as wonderful as Silver Foxes is having trouble. It's got to be cursed. Somebody give it to Kinahara. It's got to
5: be. Well, the good thing is it's finally been published by uh, TRW Plays. Uh, We had its world premiere in Dallas this year, uh, sold out before we even opened. The wonderful Michael Urie, who um, is in from Ugly Betty and the Apple TV show Shrinking, he directed it. And uh, we had a wonderful experience there. And we're looking to do it elsewhere. We're looking to bring it to Palm Springs. There is a theater in uh, Dublin, Ohio, which is near Columbus, which will be doing the Midwest premiere And that will be September 6th of 2024. So it's starting to be done around the country. Of course, I want to get it to New York. And eventually I want to get it to a series and a film and all of that. And I I want to thank you so much for being a supporter of it from a long time ago. No,
4: only because the Golden Girls is gone. I have seen the repeats a thousand times. I know the the. I think oh, he's got his Golden yeah. Girls mug. I, I know all the dialogue of the Golden Girls. I could do every part. I've seen it so many times. <laughs> now, to see it, a, a, a gay guys living in a, a retirement village, probably in Palm Springs.
5: Yeah, they actually live in a mid-century house in Palm Springs. One it's, of their one of their friends does live in assisted living. And they break him out. And that's what the whole story is about.
4: I love it. And, of course, Stan Zimmerman has written for the Golden Girls. So his fingerprints are going to be all over this thing. And we're going to get the fun of it. And we need it because we're in a very sad time in this world. We have two wars. God, you know, the poor war. Was, is, okay, don't talk about it. No, I, just, I have to be a little political. No. A little bit. What we're going to ignore the war in Israel? No, like, we're not... like, like we did with the Nazis, right? The Nazis were burning six million Jews, and everybody said, "You think so?"
3: In the meantime, I want to say number one kudos for getting Michael Yuri He's terrific. We're not friends with him, but we have. We met him at a uh, at a gallery showing in and New York a couple of years and ago. And also, he was fabulous.
5: I, we've been uh, longtime friends, and whenever he would host an event, he'd always show me the script to it, and I would go, "Well," and I would help him rewrite uh The patter. He's such a wonderful host.
3: He used to uh, but, do that show where he would like him and the other guys when they would like review some some show that was on TV. Yeah, or,
5: it was on Logo. It was on Logo. Uh, uh, you know like that. That's how we met him.
4: Crowley. Yeah, he was, I, uh, you want to drop names? Shut your fucking mouths! I got the name to drop. I was with John Voight and his daughter Angelina Jolie, Angie Voight. And my daughter were good friends. We lived in Beverly Hills. And Angie and, and uh, Deirdre went to school together. So I was walking with John Voigt by the haunted house, the witch's house in Beverly Hills. And who came jogging by but Michael.
3: And no, not Michael Urie. You talk I? about Michael Nuri. He's Nury. talking about Michael Yuri <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Mike, you know him. We met him in New York at a party. That party with the lady from Bow. Oh, Bone. I
4: thought it was Ma- Michael Urie, the actor. No, Michael, he is an
3: actor, but it's Michael Ury, not and you're
5: thinking Michael Nuri.
4: They should change their name.
5: <laughs> yeah, somebody should. But uh, you <laughs> touched upon something earlier, which was so beautiful when we did it in Dallas, and it was staged in the round. So each night I could watch the audience across from me in different seats. Oh, and that's to funny. see the, um, the gay and lesbian older couples crying, laughing, grabbing each other's arms. After the show they would hug us and they would say we never see ourselves on screen, on TV and on theater stages and what you've done with this Silver Foxes is you've allowed us to be on there and heard uh, in many funny ways but also some you know very touching stories about their families and
4: This, 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 is, this is my fight. My fight is every time they show gay people we are dying of AIDS or we're drag queens killing people or we're just wacko, sicko people. And they don't realize that I am probably the most traditional man on the planet. I am so far from what they think gay is. you know, And I don't think you're a big faggot either. I think you're <laughs> like a normal guy. Every Tuesday. No. <laughs> the only difference with me and Screaming Queens are I'm a man who's in love with him. Other than that, I cook, I clean, I live, I'm funny. And, and this is what you're bringing to us.
5: Well, that's what we want to show. There's a full spectrum of beautiful gay, lesbians, trans people that are many kinds of people. And, and exactly. we want to show all kinds. And that's what would be so great when we get to eventually do a right. series. That's when, right. you notice I said when, because like Golden Girls, remember they always had people coming through their door. Their, yes. their sons, daughters, relatives, bro- gay yes. brothers. We would love to bring all different kinds of people yes. through that Palm Springs door and have these four uh, gentlemen. Um, three are silver foxes and one is a, a twink. They never know his name because uh, he's their uh, friend Jerry's boyfriend. And Jerry switches out boyfriends every five years like he does Lexus. <laughs> no. Well, they go, why, why bother learning his name? It's going to be another twink in another... Kind of like what you did with Jimmy, right? He was your twink.
3: Oh. <laughs> oh, no, not really, but yeah, that's funny. What? What? Uh, he said, "Kind of like you did with me. I was your twink." Everybody thinks I'm older than him,
4: <laughs> <laughs> so is. I am. Listen, Bruce was on two weeks or three weeks. Ago. I know. So we were talking with Bruce oh, about
5: doing no. the play I, in, I, in, I, uh, in in Fort Lauderdale, and he doesn't want to do the play. He wants to do his own stuff. So. Uh, I he did a wonderful reading of it in my living room with George Takei and and the and the um the late Leslie Jordan and Sherry O'Terry and Daniel Gaither and Melissa Peterman and Todd Sherry. It's so uh, great, yeah. So we're going to bring it to Palm Springs, and um, you will have to audition if you want to be in the play. But
4: I don't audition, darling. I only work from ten to four. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My, well, that, that makes it a
5: little difficult unless we're just doing all matinees.
4: My, trailer, my trailer is on the set. And okay. I get a massage before I go to work. So hang on a second. And I'm addressed as Mr. Russell always. Anyone that calls me Ron must be fired immediately. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
5: Are, Are you like you
4: Diana Ross? Ross? I screwed yes, up, he's wait, like it. Quiet, quiet. I screwed up with Bruce. And I said to, the, to our people that he have, was a hit. In, in, in playing it in Florida, where the hell I got that from, I don't know. Maybe it was Some wishful thinking.
5: There was talk, he did a play down there, and I've been talking with a the theater in Florida about doing Silver Foxes for a couple of years now. So we were talking about maybe putting Bruce in the play and do it down there. It would it would sell out and run forever, but... Um, well, why doesn't
4: Bruce want to
5: do it? I He wants to do his own thing. So I'd, I, I would love him to come do it for a couple of weeks and... That's a, a we had a very good time with him and people loved oh, I him. Love him. Really yeah, he's amazing. fantastic. I've known him for years and years.
4: I have I've missed him by seconds, but this was the first time I ever had a chance to nail him. And he was a lot of fun. All right. Yeah, so I
5: don't think you can say that you nailed him. That might get taken out of did You said emailed him. It sounded
3: like you nailed him. Anyway, yeah, I him.
4: That's what I <laughs> yeah, <Not he> said. <laughs> he said nailed. <laughs> no, nailed him means I nailed him. He couldn't get away from it. Yeah, I know what it means.
3: Yeah, that's not what other people think it means. Yeah.
4: what does it mean? <laughs>
5: oh my God! I, I don't know. know. How long have you lived in Palm Springs? <laughs> you nailed him, banged him, Ball There you him. go. There we go. <laughs>
4: I would have said fuck him. Really <laughs> <said, "Fucked laughs> him. Enjoy I mean, your meal. Ready.
5: No,
3: no, so okay. First of all, so please say hi to the chat room and then say hi to Be Claudia because she's so excited that you're here. Hi,
5: I wish I could see the chat room. Are they asking anything?
3: Um, they they probably will. They want to talk okay. about your movie, which we're going to talk about. No, now, I, say I, hi to Claudia though. So, so, hi, Claudia. So <laughs> Let's hear You all have like the me. biggest. You have like the biggest Christmas movie out with the most press of any movie that's come out at Christmas this year in
5: 2023. Insane, ladies so up. Ladies of the 80s, a Diva's Christmas on Lifetime. You can go to mylifetime.com. You can watch it for free. It stars the wonderful Donna Mills, Morgan Fairchild, Linda Gray, uh, Lonnie Anderson, and Nicolette Sheridan, and the gorgeous Chris Atkins. (laughs) How about that? Bobo's Alec, Alec Mapp is in it.
4: I mean, Yes, we don't care for that cast.
3: We know Ma. We actually had Donna Mills and, uh, and Morgan Fairchild
4: on the show in the last, like, two years. Right. And they look sens- they're my age, and they look sensational. God, those broads never going to age.
5: They are and, fantastic and wonderful women, uh, and I'm so lucky I uh, got to write for them.
4: No, stop it. Why aren't you making any money with that, you dumb cough? He sold it. He, he wrote it. I, don't I wrote not He said... You get it for free. He's, He's
5: not giving it away. It's, it's, not, it's not me. It's the network. So uh, they, they, you can also buy it um, on iTunes. You can get it, um, um, I think, uh, on uh, Prime, Amazon. If you want to uh, help me have lunch today, yes, you could do that.
4: Well, you know, because this is what we fought for with the union when we went on strike. The fact that you do these things and don't get paid. So now you oh, did. I this did work.
5: get paid. Uh, unfortunately, One the good up. and the bad part was we had to stop writing it when the strike happened May 1st. Uh, so, unfortunately, during the strike, I couldn't go to the set. So, I couldn't rewrite any of the lines. So, that was good and bad, and that the lines had to be said as written. But, you know, the fun part when some people get cast is that you get to mold the scripts. For them. We we did a you know a few phone calls with the ladies and we got their notes, but there's nothing better when you're on set and you could pitch a new line and have fun with them, as you know you've been on you've been on tons of Absolutely. sets.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I've, I've lines only, get very stale after a while.
3: I've only heard fantastic things. Cindy Lady Lake, who's a big lifetime fan and she's in the chat room and she was just like, It was so magnificent, it was fabulous. And tell everybody what a little bit about what the story well, what, actually is. Why didn't I see it? Because we don't watch Lifetime, because you don't like those movies. <laughs> but you'll watch
4: this
5: because it is <laughs> campy.
4: Hey, I watch it in a minute. Are you kidding? You know it's- he's a communist. He's a communist. <laughs> know he's a communist. He's out to destroy me in America. He really is. No, I'm not. You didn't want to watch. You First didn't all, tell me.
3: I didn't know when it was airing actually, and like you don't watch stuff on the computer. So he won't go to Lifetime. No, I, that, I don't I'm watch it. I, I want to watch it
4: on the on the big screen TV. Yeah. So why can't I watch it on the big screen? Why don't
5: you order it on Amazon for like $4.99? you watch it on the big screen. It is very different than any Lifetime Christmas movie. It's actually funny. It's campy. There's such a gay sensibility. They kept saying to us, what are with all these jokes? And we're like, you hired us. You're going to get jokes. You're going to get honesty. You're going to get a lot of heart. And uh, so it came about because uh, our old assistant uh, works at Lifetime and Casting. And he said, we have five actresses. Uh, that want to make a christmas movie you have to be it has to be filmed in 15 days in one location 15 days, one, one location you could awesome. redress the location you did it um so we said give us 24 hours we came back we pitched five or six ideas i liked all of them and the one we went with was the one based on uh that in the past they were all in the same daytime soap opera so you know how all, all these daytime soap operas are being canceled so yes. the network gives them one last Christmas Day episode live. So they bring them all to Beverly Hills into a mansion, and they're going to film it live. And all their they come with not only their Louis Vuitton, but their baggage between each other. And uh, there's fights, and there's drinking, and there's eating, and there's a young love story. And it's just, uh, there's some Patti LuPone jokes in there, believe it or not. Um, and uh, it's just oh, really oh, fun. There's a whole slap montage, you know, in the soap operas, how they all slap each other. <laughs> yeah. So we recreated those and it's very, very funny. And one of the ladies ends up in the pool and, uh, <laughs> cause you know, that happened. Uh, and we would love to make uh, a sequel to it. So there needs awesome. to be many more. Yeah.
4: Such, Everybody love it. It's such a hit. I don't, you know, what's wrong with today? That I fight all the. You I don't say. think we have the hours to hear it. if you read my column, what I write every day I when read. I write about Hollywood, I'm from. I, I'm 64 years in the business, Stan. I came into business in 1959. I had a. I was in a world of magic. Cameras were the size of Volkswagens. Cables were this big. Rehearsals, big lights, movie stars, Tam Hunter, Sophia Loren, all these people were in my world and it was great. Professionalism, forget about it. Everything was precise, everything was done right. They knew who, how, what. Today, a bunch of schmucks are in the business, assholes, that they're they're working in a garage under the car, car changing the oil. And somebody says, why don't you be a producer? Okay, I'm going to go be a movie producer. And I'm going to get a lot of people to give me money to make a movie. And I'll put them in the movie. Of course, they can't act. They're all a bunch of schmucks. But I'll put them in the movie. And, I'll, and you know what? And they sell the fucking movie. And all the morons out there buy these crappy movies and watch the same shit over and over again. Ten people in a room. One by one, they get killed. It could be a mansion. It could be a boat. It could be a rocket ship the same garbage, then somebody like you comes along, and a few other people I know, who have minds, who know how to create, who know how to make you laugh. Very few of you, you are in a world of shit. (laughs) If you were in my day, no seriously, Stanley, if you were in my day, 1959, you would have been today probably one of the best, greatest producers. Writers writers and producers. No, producer. Stan, he's approved. I've seen Stan's work. He's he's genius. He does work. You know, you give him $2 and he gives you a million-dollar knife.
5: Oh, that's sweet. No, I
4: I I,
5: I always wish I had been born in Hollywood in the 40s. It's funny because when I was growing up in a, a suburb of Detroit, my parents said to each one of my brother and sister, we will take you for your 13th birthday anywhere in the world. Where did I pick? Hollywood
4: Hollywood Hollywood My I mother just gets- had it in my
5: eye in my heart in my eyes I created my own network in my bedroom I just dreamed it I lived it I got variety sent to me once a week in Detroit when I was like 12 13 years old I memorized every Broadway show what theaters they were at the ratings of TV shows uh, I was obsessed with all of Norman Lear's shows that totally changed my way of looking at entertainment that you could care about people you could change people's hearts through laughter um and i luckily got to meet norman uh a few years ago before his death yeah unfortunately Um, unfortunately, i mean we wanted him to live forever but with the legacy he created and the minds he changed like mine you know that you didn't have to just have silly comedies you could you could show a part of people that was never seen on television and and challenge people too. I,
4: I was there. I'm from the Alfred Hitchcock, Sidney Lumet day. I was directed by Sidney Lumet. My first movie. I had no idea how you make a movie. My brother-in-law was a documentary movie producer, Evan J. Anton, and I was in love with Sophia Loren like you can't believe. I was 19 years old. So my brother-in-law kidding around said, You want to be in a movie with Sophia Loren? I said, Are you serious? He said, Yeah, they're shooting out here on Long Beach, Long Island. The movie's called That Kind of Woman with Tab Hunter. My brother-in-law and Sydney came up at the same time in the 30s, because my brother-in-law was considerably older than my sister. And he snuck me in. I mean, I wasn't even supposed to be there. All right. He just got me on the set and I was a soldier. And I was in three scenes of Tab Hunters and three scenes of Sophia's. And, of course, I got to know Sophia because I'm a ballsy son of a bitch. You know me. I talked to everybody. And and she'd let and, him. And she let him. They didn't come oh, away yeah, she they, liked they, him because he
3: spoke Italian and she didn't speak that little good of English.
4: Right. And uh, I, was, I was sitting next to her and one of the guys came over. Hey, he said, hey, soldier, up. You can't disturb Miss Laurent. And Sophia said, oh, no, 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 let him stay. Let him stay. And later on, the the joke was, she said to me, your Italian is as bad as my English, (laughs) but we will get by. And after the third day we shot Central Park, uh, I said goodbye, and she kissed me on my cheek. And I remember running home from 59th Street to Astoria, where I lived, to my aunt's house where my mother was, and I said, feel run." Kissed me right here. Oh, my God. I thought I was going to die. I was—I really mean it. I kept doing this. She kissed me. Oh, my God, Sophia Lauren. And I was a gay man. I don't know how I got so involved with that. But anyway, Hollywood was... My mother was an actress, silent movie actress, Jenny Gabriel. So I was raised with all of Robert L. Valentino and Norma Shearer and Vilma Banky. I knew them all. And my parents... My mother came here in 1950, and she draped... My grandmother and I to California, and we went to see Valentino's house that was being torn down. We went to the cemetery uh, where he was buried. It was just like living in another world. My mother knew Gloria Swanson. We met her in Manhattan. They were showing uh, Love on the Rocks with Gloria Swanson and and Valentino, and we were there, of course. My mother was a freak for Valentino. And when we got up, Gloria came up the aisle, this big, like a midget, and stopped. And they chatted for a few minutes. And I remember saying to my mother always, the lady with the eyebrows. <laughs> eyebrows that went like one string all the way up like that. I never got over. So, uh, were they
5: drawn in? Were they drawn in?
4: Just pencil. So when I used to watch Howdy Doody, I thought that Mr. Bluster, well, Howdy, they had the same. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, I'm going
3: to go back to the Let me deep. do
4: a little bit more of this, to bring Stan into this mood, this area I'm in. You would have been so Hollywood. You would have loved the parties. You would have loved meeting everybody. I knew Rita Hayworth. Jane Russell was my best friend. We hung out with. I mean, you belong in my time. You really did because I always
5: I, felt like I was in the wrong period. I'm in too late, Stanley. I would have loved the Busby Berkeley musicals. I'm obsessed with all of the the creativity. I don't know if you've you've seen his movies. Yes, it was so smart and so. He really expanded the vocabulary of filmmaking. You know, on one of those shots, he had them open up the top. They busted out of the the ceiling of the soundstage to get the camera up. (laughs) And he had never studied dance. I still believe there is a biopic about him. I think what he did and created a whole new visual uh, look for films that's used today in music videos. I mean, we owe so much to him. and No one really knows his story.
4: Yes. I always said that they should get an old abandoned studio and put it back to what it was in 1942 and, and let people go in as a museum because you, especially if you went into the studios that I've been in, you would, you would flip out. They were magic. I don't know what it was. A stink of the, of the, I don't know what it was, but you walked in that big, big, Oh my God. And then you'd see a tree and a car, all the props and the lot, Stanley, I lived for those days. Well, we
5: had a deal on the old MGM lot. Uh, and that was when Lormar took over. And we would just like go scrounging around a little corner as my writing partner and I, wanting that feel of what was MGM like. The closest I had was um, when I was visiting uh, family and friends in Detroit. I went to Hitsville, you know, which was where Motown. Yeah. And this little house. We I'm telling the- you, you need to go there. I felt the ghost. Of all those people, because there were so many talented people there that recorded, you just feel it in the walls, you know, and it's a very special place.
4: We went to an event for Rudolph Valentino, his birthday, and um, we were in the mausoleum, and I had the feeling like you had because I knew where practically everybody was: Jerome Powers' bench, uh, Cecil B. DeMille's magnificent monument. And if you go, you know the cemetery I'm talking about? I've been cemetery. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> been. So I, had so
5: he- I had a date there once. <laughs> that's how crazy <laughs> I am. I said, meet huh? me at the Hollywood Cemetery. <laughs> and,
4: and that's what fun. Here, did he show up?
5: No. Typical. Typical.
4: I get <laughs> that a lot, unfortunately. Yes. Maybe he thought you were a vampire. But Hollywood of yesteryear if you know anything about it it was magic Hollywood today, I go to studios. I, we work, you know, I go in a movie. I was, I was doing a movie and I said to the director, where's the cameras? He said, what do you mean? Where's the camera? Look up there in the corner. There's the camera. I said, what are you talking about? (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's a camera. That's an eight millimeter. (laughs) That's like a a phone. (laughs) It's a home movie camera. He said, no, I said, what do we just do? still one shot? We don't, we don't change shots. He said, oh yeah, remotely we can give you clothes. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> then I said to him, where's my marks? I swear to God Stanley, you tell him the truth. I walked off this picture by the way, it was so bad. I couldn't be in it. I couldn't deal with it. Where are my marks? He said, oh, you don't have any marks. I said, well, what do I do? He said, well, you walk over to the window, pull the curtain back, look then you go and you open the door and then you come back to this dresser, this piece of furniture. And, okay. <laughs> the, movie, right. the movie, by the way, was hit in Europe. Never made it in America. It hasn't come here. But I it it was going to say
5: it's the movie Maestro.
4: No. <laughs> no, it was dreadful working on that set. It was, it was raining, and it was... So
3: wait, I want to go out. We're going to watch the Divas movie. We'll watch it tonight. Okay. But I want to know, so first of all, so you didn't get to go on set, but did you already know all those, those women ahead of time, or
5: you didn't know? Because No, I know and that. originally it was Joan Collins and Jacqueline Smith. I had, uh. met Joan, I had met Joan Collins a few times. We had developed a sitcom for her back in the day that didn't end up happening. Uh, but we got their notes, they agreed to do it, and then because of the impending actor strike, they had to film the movie like in two weeks, and uh, they those two ladies couldn't work their schedule to be in it, and that's when Lonnie and and Nicolette came into the picture. Hang on, let me
3: talk.
5: I love Nicolette Sheridan. Did you? Oh my god, so I did, I only met her at we had this big party that Lifetime Through, and we just hit it off. She is fantastic she is hysterical I love she, her totally, so she gets what we were doing and the writing and the jokes and uh the campy fun part of it and i i look forward to getting to know her better so i only got to know donna mills a little bit she came to a play that i had uh directed me
3: we also met the other uh we met um John. at one of your plays we met who's the other like uh jones John
5: arc Joan arc Mark, one of your plays. Yeah, Joan and, comes to all my plays. She's wonderful.
3: And then how was, oh, Christopher, how was Christopher Atkins?
5: Uh, I was not there that day, which is probably a good thing, because I probably would have just stammered, because I had such a crush on him growing up, and that, that those curly blonde yeah. locks, I think, kind yeah. of messed that me up for movie. life.
3: Yeah. We're doing a movie with him soon, at the beginning of the year, and he's one of oh, the people cool. that's in it, that I'm producing a movie, and Ron's in it, so...
5: Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I you keep you keep promising me a part in one of your movies, but no, I sleep with the producer so I get all the parts. Okay.
3: It so just, it, I it. just got brought in as a producer. It's not actually my movie. I got brought in
4: as a producer. You though. know what I'm excited about? I shoot soon, I play Kevin Bacon's father. I'm wow. so wow. Excited. Yeah, and Christopher and Atkins is in that movie. and it's a good role. It's a good role. I have an excellent role as his father. Christopher Atkins is in that movie. Right.
5: Yes, yeah, uh-huh. so and we love Kevin Bacon.
3: We also have um, Mark
4: Campbell. Yeah, have a scoop and, on him. Is he nice or what? You know anything about uh,
5: him? He, I only saw him a little bit when I went to New York at NYU. He was in Circle in the Square, and I would see him occasionally in the building, and we kind of got a sense if he was going to be something. And uh, I call myself the gay Kevin Bacon because I, I have one connection from everybody <laughs> somehow. Uh, but-, but I just really respect what he does and that he's you know gone from stage to – Uh, film and tv and he just seems like a music
4: music.
5: he he does good yeah he does really good work
4: i I heard he's not friendly on the set he does his shit in his room so but that's okay because i'm friends with the other one he's nice the one from star wars i'm playing with him also what's his name mark Mark hamill Hamill. so i'm playing with mark hamill and and doug jones and, and, and doug jones who's a good friend of ours so it looks like Mr. Russell maybe you know, getting a couple of Academy Awards, Emmys, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so yeah. I want to know. So you knew you
3: wanted to do this. I mean, you were getting the Hollywood Reporter at 13 or Variety or whatever. Like, what when, when is the first big thing that happened to you that sparked this career? Like, what was the first thing you did that like? He,
5: he told you he
4: was born into Hollywood. No, I, mean,
5: born into, I made my dad. Um, uh, I met Sal Minio as a kid. He came to Detroit to direct an opera, but I was too big and I'm teeny tiny, but I guess they had to carry me around in the play. But I got to meet Sal Minio. Uh, I, I, I think the first inkling of was Golden Girls really was, you know, we had one staff job before that, but the magnitude of what Golden Girls was and being there for the season one and seeing it just explode literally in front of us from this show. We would go to tapings before it was on and, uh, you know, to learn more about the characters. And nobody knew it. Nobody expected any show, and they still don't about older people being successful. And then seeing the world fall in love with those four ladies and then getting to be friends with Estelle. And uh, so that was, and being the first of my young group to actually have a real job. (laughs) And uh, I appreciated every single fucking moment of it. I don't know why. Maybe how I was raised, uh, just to appreciate things and to really stop and, and say, you know, you work hard, but like I'm here. And my grandmother always would say, just get your foot in the door. Even after golden girls, I said, grandma, we called her mama, the foot's in the door. I got to get the rest of my body in. But, uh, um, uh, that was, that was a big turning point. And then, and then just keep, keep the work. Keep working hard at it. So
3: well, let's brag a little bit. So, you guys, not only did he write for the Golden Girls, I wrote all these things down and he's done a million plays, you guys. He wrote for Roseanne.
5: He wrote oh, for the, the Lesbian here? Kiss episode, the very famous yeah. Lesbian Kiss episode.
3: Gilmore Girls,
5: which was like a huge, huge show. He wrote very still great is. Um, the
3: very Uh yeah, you know, Both is Gilmore,
5: Brady Bunch movies. Yeah. Is
3: Gilmore Girls still going on?
5: Uh, uh, uh they made a Netflix uh four uh, episodes, but the fan base has been huge and they have an annual fan festival in Connecticut called fan fest society. And uh, I have made such a good family of friends of these people that follow me from Dallas to see my plays um, because we just, we bonded over Gilmore girls and they're just so such wonderful people. And through these different conventions, I've been on the golden girls cruise. Uh, they're doing one to Sicily. You should oh, go wow. to Sicily next next September. Um, there's there was a Golden Con in Chicago. We did two of those. So it's I love meeting the fans. I'm not you know like a celebrity like you are, Ron. That gets oh yeah. I'm so so gets so- noticed. People don't know writers, so when people come up and talk to me and they find out that I'm a writer on the shows, they always say, "I hope you don't mind, but can I tell you?" your words meant to me. And I go, please, that's, it just is so gratifying that still after all these years, people find meaning and whether they were laughing or they got to sit down with their grandparents and share Golden Girls with them.
4: Okay, let me say something. 64 years in the business, you know how many writers I've met? Who knows? Can I give you a number?
5: Pick one.
4: How come I met you and you stood out? And I fell madly in love with you and everything you did. And I left my ass off at your work.
5: That's the glasses.
4: From the golden girls to the shows that I've seen of yours, your little plays in, in LA. I know shit from Shinola Stanley. Why you, why you're not the number one in our business. I'll never know. And I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. or making. I wish any- you would. Yeah. I wish somebody <laughs> no. would. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. You are just genius, genius, genius. You are capable of turning a boring script into something magnificent. You're an artist at what you do. And I so appreciate the art of our business because I love our business. I grew up in it and I don't like what's happening to it. So when I come in contact with you, I get happy again. I so thank God there's one person that knows what the fuck they're doing because I don't like working with people that are not professional. I have to t- I'm a snob, I have to tell you that. I mean, find if for if directors, not the right one. I get a lot of offers, believe it or not, for work. When they need an old man that can walk and talk and look good, get Russell. So they get the hundred year old. Uh, and a lot of the people I just say, I'm sorry, but I don't do $2 movies, period. Because I don't, because they stink and they're not fun to do because they're done in a kitchen w- with a cell phone <laughs> <laughs> and that's not who I wanted to be.
3: They're not, they're not as bad as 2 dollar
5: movies but No, they're, but I, they're I, like 450, yeah.
4: I've done te- <laughs> no, I've done a lot of television years ago. I mean, I've done stuff that I'm proud of and I don't want to end dead like Betty Davis did. You know, but I knew Betty well and I said that to Betty one time. I said baby Jane and she said, I loved it. And she went like that. See, that was
3: totally up my alley. So now you're a reality TV star too.
5: Uh, I've done that. Um, yes. And, and also now I'm going around the country uh, performing as a narrator in my suicide awareness play. And I'm going, I'll be in Austin uh, January 20 and 21st. And that's been really special uh, to be able to provoke conversation and hopefully save lives. And I, u- I use real suicide notes. Uh, from like Kurt Cobain and Virginia Woolf and, you know, Peg Antwistle and many people, Hollywood people that you would know, um, James Wales, uh, but also uh, kids that were bullied, LGBTQ uh, people. And uh, it's been just a very gratifying, powerful experience. I created it after um, the death of a very close friend of mine by suicide about 11 years ago.
4: Wow! So I'm honoring
5: his life, and I wanted to sh- start the conversation with people to live for what's around the corner, five minutes or five yep. hours from now. And beautiful. Uh, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. I also saw though that you're
3: like you—you you did a bunch of episodes where you're the TV host, brunch date.
5: Ah, uh, we did brunch date. That was really fun. I did that. I did nice. uh, years ago. I did a Sean Hayes produced a series on Bravo called Situation Comedy which was kind of a TV version of Project Greenlight. And we were looking for the next great sitcom. And I was the uh, showrunner and host um, of that. And I talk about that in my book. So nobody watched the show. (laughs) So we got to the finale. We had to announce the winners to America. And I said to Andy Cohen, was the network executive, he was just starting out. And I said, just give me a studio, some couches. We'll bring back... The contestants and me and Sean, and we'll show clips. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, now you see the Real Housewives reunion shows. So I wonder yeah. where he got that idea. Oh.
4: Yeah, I where he did that? I from. wonder. Hmm. <laughs> no, I. I, I you know, you know what else I wonder. Hmm. Why somebody hasn't snagged you yet? You well, I'll be out.
5: down in Palm Springs, so oh, I, so I, I, I you expect are. you to start fixing me up with some eligible bachelors.
4: No, I think you're the problem. Okay. All right.
5: There if is, you can identify it, I'll work on it. I swear to God.
4: You are the problem. Pro- I'm sure there are so many guys that flip over you and you just don't see it. Not really. Maybe I need new lenses. I
5: don't know. No, 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 no. You're a
4: catch, though. You are a catch. You're successful. You're intelligent. You're well-spoken. You're good-looking. You're thin. I can dance like there's nobody's business. I can dance like there's
5: nobody's business.
4: I mean, how many Jews are out there looking? I got so many Jewish people that were looking. So wait,
3: let's ask you, so... So is there, what are some of the shows that you as a writer that are out nowadays that you actually like that you think these are good quality shows? Do you watch? First of all, do you even watch TV? I don't even know. Maybe
5: I do. I, it's, I don't know if I could write it, but The Gilded Age, I absolutely adore. And uh, the, uh, the man, Michael Angler, who produces and directs it, he also directed Downton Abbey the movie. Uh, we were at NYU together as acting students. And oh. I, I turned to him and I said, you should be a director, not an actor. And he went to Yale drama school. And the first thing I wrote, he directed. And, uh, I, I did love that show and it's filled with every Broadway star. I mean, it's crazy. It's, and it's such an interesting period of New York history back then. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying that. Um, I, I really grew into, I, I liked hacks. Um, love I loved, hacks. I oh. loved uh, the Bridget Everett show. Uh, with Jeff Hiller. Uh, now we uh, don't know what that, that is. one is. Yeah, that was really good. Somebody Somewhere. Really, really uh, complex and funny and dramatic and just really great. That, we amazing. loved Hacks, though. I, I wanted Hacks to come back, but it didn't seem to come. No, it's coming back. Uh, I got to work with Jean Smart on the Brady Bunch movie, and she is hysterical. I mean, she is such a good actor, but she oh, is oh, she's so incredible. funny. <laughs> um, yeah. And I loved getting played, her to see. She played
3: Mom Brady? Is she played Mom Brady on the Brady? No,
5: game? she played the neighbors next door. She was Michael okay. McKeon's wife. Okay. And she kind of had the hots for the two Brady boys, which you couldn't do nowadays. Right. So there's one scene where we wrote where she has two of the boys and she goes, Oh, I'm in a Brady sandwich, which you couldn't say today. <laughs> oh, you couldn't. <laughs> but we got away with it then. And um, that's yeah.
4: sh- another subject we can have one day.
5: Oh, I've yes, that's a done
4: lot. Two strips. I mean, it's pathetic, just pathetic. They go from one extreme to another. They go from showing Julianne Moore shitting on a toilet bowl, wiping her butt, and looking at the shit in the toilet paper. That's okay. But if you do something that's a little risque, they cut you right out. Yeah. I don't understand. I can't fancy
3: famous A-list celebrities doing on that. the toilet in movies and we've seen a lot of it. And maybe. it's, so,
5: it's, it's <laughs> so I look away. It's like when a horror movie, don't go near the toilet. She's screaming.
3: She's such a great actress. She doesn't need no, to do that. No.
4: You know why? Years ago when Marilyn Monroe was alive, my best friend Miss Tommy, Miss I have to call her, Miss Tommy, because that was his name, Miss Tommy, loved Marilyn Monroe. I wanted to beat the shit out of him one night. We were walking home from the movies after seeing a Marilyn Monroe movie. And he was carrying on about how she's like more than God, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, everybody rolled into one. I said, Tommy, she shits and pees like everybody. (laughs) Well, he turned, she does not. (laughs) I said, what do you mean she does not? He said, she does not do those things. I said, are you any, you sick queen? She, of course she does. She would be, he swore up and down that Marilyn Monroe did not pay. I said, she did worse than that. I said, she swallowed. Oh, <laughs> so he, my God. Oh, he went nuts on me. He went I'll never forget that walking home, because we lived in a here. We walked from Steinway Street to our house. And, oh, he was upset with me for days. He said, maybe she does that, but you didn't have to bring it up. I didn't have to know that. That's how we revered stars in my day.
5: Yes, they were a little bit under a glass.
4: Were they were not human. They didn't fart. They didn't do any of that stuff. Never would you ever think of Greta Garbo or how about Rock Hudson, as gay as he is, gaying it up the butt. You know, nobody thought of those things. Wait a second. So who are some I thought he was the top? No, Rock was the bottom. I think Rock was versatile. I knew Rock. <laughs> no, I, knew, I I I went out with one of his friends years ago, many 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 months ago, and I got a lot of dirt on Rock, but I I knew him. So wait a second. Do you do you have certain like what's
3: what stars from the golden age are ones that you always really liked a lot? Or you either watch their movies or if you could like make a, a movie with any golden age stars, who are some of the stars that you know that you would want if if it was possible to go back in time, who would you have liked to have worked with
5: from the golden age? Well, wow, Gene Kelly. Oh, that's terrific. That's I love Gene Kelly. I loved him. I love his physicality. I just oh. And Singing in the Rain is my absolute favorite movie ever.
6: Oh, that's terrific. Uh,
5: I loved it. I mean, and then Donald O'Connor was great. I got to meet Debbie Reynolds. I still have some matches with her name on it. Um, yeah, I mean, that was just a funny, funny movie. I mean, anything with the Wizard of Oz, Ray Bulger would have been I mean, he was so extraordinary, never really got his due, you know, but he was, was really he special. Was, was he your favorite Martian? No, no, he was he was Ray the- Bolger was a scarecrow
7: oh okay got it. very
5: Definitely. funny guy um, and now you're going to laugh to uh, someone a little more modern that I almost got to work with and I turned down a sitcom that she was doing was the great Madeline Kahn oh,
6: oh wow um, I, I, mean, I,
5: I could kick myself on that one um, because she was just in everything what's up Doc? and paper moon and I mean just uh, young Frankenstein
4: she, she was friggin uh, damn, you loved her I lived on 75th and 3rd in Manhattan. And Madeline lived around the corner from me. So from time to time, I'd run into her in the street because there was a French bakery underneath my building, a famous French bakery. And one day I met her and I said to myself, how she finds her way home, I'll never know. <laughs> so did, she was a pothead. She was <laughs>
6: like this. <laughs>
4: and she was that big Absolutely incredible!
5: Yeah, I got to see her on stage uh, on the twentieth century. Remember, yes. it was Kevin Klein and imaging Coca.
4: <laughs> yes, Imogene. That was another one I knew.
5: Yeah, that was great. Well, you know, well, and Dick Van Dyke's show and Mary Tyler Moore. Uh, I mean, that was just really important to me to see a writer, like a TV show about a writer. And I just thought, I want to be in that room, and I want to find. Um, you know, a blonde girl with a little black bow in her hair that would be my best friend at work. Yeah. Um, and so that was that was seminal for me as well. We
3: watch a lot of MeTV at night, like uh, and and on Sunday nights at 11 o'clock, Dick Van Dyke is on, the Dick Van Dyke show is on.
5: That was so smart for its day. I just remember, it, you know, and. Where he'd skip over the little Ottoman thing, and I loved his physicality, so that goes back to like a Gene Kelly does, the, you know, way, the way I he know. used his body. He just had a birthday a couple of days ago, yeah. And yeah. He's, he so he's like, like a,
4: 98 or he's something. Still can, the person that you probably wish you could have met was Milton Burrow, and I knew Milton Burrow very well. Uh, he scares me. <laughs>
6: He's scared too.
4: I, I was 18 years old, and he chased me all over a restaurant on Third Avenue. <laughs> so yeah, he
5: seemed been very aggressive. I I probably would jealous. lean more towards the women. I mean, I wish I worked with Carol Burnett. I was obsessed with her show growing up. Not every night at 11, I would look. I, I've <laughs> I never, couldn't stay up. I'd fall asleep probably within the first oh, 20 minutes, and I loved been. the dancers. I wanted to be uh, an Ernie Flat dancer. Remember them? Oh, sure, I do. Yeah. He
3: wanted that was, to be a dancer too. He tried out for West Side, West Side Story.
5: Story. Uh, I tried out the last audition I did was for the film of All That Jazz. Oh, wow. oh, my God. That I, could, I couldn't do the routine. And I saw my, ba- I was studying at Joffrey Ballet and I saw my teacher at the audition. And I thought, I don't belong here. I'm just, I, I'm not that of caliber of a dancer. I started way too late. Uh, but I love the chorus line, and I, you know, I, I just I love all that. I did get to dance with Rudolf Nureyev. That's in the book oh. um, with Joffrey Ballet, and I, I was on Broadway for a month. Uh, Joffrey and Nureyev did a show at the Mark Hellinger Theater. You're, you're,
4: a, you're a real dance. I never danced yeah. professionally in my life, and a friend of mine was auditioning for West Side Story, so I went with him, and they threw me off the stage. <laughs> you don't know how to dance? I said I never said I did.
5: I did uh, uh, cool, you know, from West Side Story, in my bedroom upstairs, uh, my shag uh, carpet, there was uh, it folded down because I would slide, you know, it cool, you had to slide at the end. And my parents were like, what are you doing up there? I'm like, West Side Story, what do you think? <laughs> you can't hear it? Um,
4: no, I, I love doing the, then, the then, the then, <laughs> oh, but boy, boy, crazy boy. Oh, yeah, because yeah, I was going to be a Puerto Rican. Got a rocket in your pocket. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I looked like a Puerto Rican because black hair and Italian, you know, what difference? And it, it was a joke. They really found it funny, you know, because they knew I was kidding around. Do you like any of the modern musicals? Like, Ron really hated the one that won the Academy
3: Award a couple of years ago. Now I forgot La La Land. Yeah, he No, it was a joke. It was It uh, was a joke. It was a Bad idea, probably knows the guy who wrote it. (laughs) Yeah,
5: I do. Yeah, um, I mean, I appreciated that they were wanting to reinvent it for modern day. Uh, I love Ariana DeBose, who played the new Anita in West Side Story. I thought she is just, I can't wait to see what she does because you know, she was in Hamilton, she sings, she dances. I just think she is one of those people like Alan Cumming and Kristen Chenoweth. Um, that just
4: what. You miss Broadway and New York?
5: Yeah. So I'm uh, just got a little timeshare in New York. So I'm going to be spending more time there. I still am carrying this dream of doing more theater in New York and being there more. You'll
4: you, be good. You'll be, be success.
5: I know. I, it. I hope so. So I, I think you I just have to, they have to see me there physically. The guy
3: we like so much with the book? Oh, my buddy? Yeah. Oh, oh my Julian buddy. Schlossberg. Do you know Julian Schlossberg? Mm.
5: I I up him. Yes,
3: yes. Uh, we need to introduce you to him when he's you're in New dog. York. He's a great guy, and he's like uh, we had him on the show several times. And, Make it uh, happen.
5: Come on, do it. It's he called made. a. It's called a shidduch. That's a he's, Yiddish term. He's already. really good.
4: And that I'll send an email connecting you guys. Yeah, look, I'm going to, you know, Jimmy and I we're moving back east. We're moving to the Hamptons, where I'm from. We're going to East Hampton to live in a 55 and over community. Why? Uh, as soon as we finish our commitments, we have six or seven movies that both of us are doing, and it's stupid to fly back and forth. I mean, it's insane. So we're going to stay here. As soon as those movies are all shot, then we will be by Coastal. We'll be here when we have to, I hope, in the winter, you know, get out of the <laughs> cold, but we'll be back. But uh, Julian Schlossberg is telling me to get uh, – he's, he's, he, he read my script of the movie I wrote, uh, the, the – what is it called, the movie? The Curse Gift. The Curse, of, gift, the, of the curse gift, gift of Magic or some shit. And he loved the script because it's funny. I think I sent it to yeah. him. Mm-hmm. The, I, we changed it. Some. The one, I changed a lot of the it. Laney was supposed to do it, yeah. but Laney's not feeling so hot. Laney's not able. She told me she could only give us like eight hours a day. I said, Laney, we can't. That's a big, heavy budget. including. So
5: you in, will you be in New York April 16th? We might be visiting because yes. we're going there. Yes. So I have a very exciting event. Um, I'm book signing and play signing at the Drama Bookshop the night of April 16th. It's a Tuesday at 730. So the little theater nerd uh, high school student is actually going to be at the Drama Bookshop uh, for a signing event. And so it's, it's, it's
4: yes, uh, we're in town will certainly
3: be there. I would love to see you yeah. go there. So wait, so, uh, cause we've only got like five minutes left. No, I want to make sure you
4: finish get... my story. Oh. So Julianne said that since Laney may not be able to do it, I should use, um, Oh my God. From the, the nanny. The, the, who played the and nanny?
5: Drescher. Drescher. Yeah. She's in my book.
4: Either Fran Drescher or the mother. Who, uh, who, Renee, Renee, Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Renee Taylor. Renee Taylor. Renee Taylor is 90. And you know, how can she look like my wife? I know. They got to age me a lot, and it would be really ridiculous. Cause, but I love Renee. She's a sweetheart. I know her for a lot of years. Um, so Fran Drescher. What did you do with Fran
5: Drescher? Uh, we were on a deal at Sony, and we have to read the book to find out what I really did. There you about. go. So that's what we really want to know. So right,
4: yeah, right, wait, a minute tell minute Before he goes off the air. Listen, send me one for free. and so some- I will. I will such sentiment in
5: it. It was the last season of the nanny and we were on a deal at Sony and they said, go to Fran's house on the beach and uh, work off some of your contract and and so I it was not my kind of show. I love her and I know her ex-husband Peter and I think she's fantastic and um, but it was you know not my kind of style really of writing.
4: so so my friend came on our show and she's sitting there with wet hair no makeup in a white cherry cloth robe and i heard her say to her assistant you didn't tell me it was television i thought what? it was radio <laughs> it was so that's a, good,
5: that's a good impression of her yes i, I would love, i would love to work with her i think she'd be great in a play on stage absolutely. Uh, we we'd offered her i think you came to see a knight of the heart we offered her the mother role in that yes. in new york i think I think if we ever do it, I think she'd be really great. In- I,
4: I love So, it. you guys we, listened- we talked about how she met Peter, and the first date she had was at the Flushing Theater in Main Street, Flushing, New York, and that Peter, uh, she fell in love with him immediately, and the movie was Jaws. And she just went on wow. and on. I was something.
5: so scared of Peter when we were on staff there. I think he was still in the He's closet. He's gorgeous and lovely, and I've hired him as a director.
4: He's am of a guy. We just saw him on Santa Monica Boulevard. We bumped into him a couple of months ago. Looking great.
3: So hang on, you guys. You can follow us. First of all, everything for Stan Zimmerman is backwards. So if you want to go to his website, you can go to ZimmermanStan.com. He has really a great website. It's very informative. Um, you can follow him on Instagram at Zimmerman uh, ZimmermanStan. His book is coming out on February when?
5: February 13th in time for Valentine's Day. I'm going to see you in Palm Springs at the party at Quads. Boy, Absolutely. I will be how, there. how
4: much does your book sell for?
5: $17.95. Uh, Very $17. good. Guys. Good price. How many, on, the, wait, Quads how many, on the 13th or the 14th? Uh, the party's on the 14th. The book comes out the 13th. Okay. How, many, three, how many pages? There's pages? pictures. There's pictures. Me with uh, Vanessa Williams, Cheryl Lee Ralph, Whoopi Goldberg. Are you doing uh, a- Priscilla John- Presley? Yeah.
3: Doing a signing on the thirteenth?
5: Yes. Uh, no, I have nothing planned on the thirteenth. If you know of something, but the signing will be the fourteenth at Quads. Uh, okay. Book signing. They have a cool bookstore. Everybody does stuff on. I I, I don't know the name of it though, but we go there. Palm Springs.
3: Yeah, there's a really oh. cool store that sells books and all kinds of stuff. But they always do book signings of all the
4: famous it's, people. It's it's, it's- it's, what do you call it? The one on the corner. I yeah. forgot. Oh, my God. It's, it's cool. Anyway, we got to go. I'll see, you, I'll see you
5: at the beautiful. tea dance at, uh, at, at Oscars, right?
3: No. <laughs> what do you Never? say? He said, I'll see you at the tea dance at Oscars. No.
4: <laughs> we don't go to the bars. <laughs> They're all kids. They're okay. All okay, anyway, so you guys, please
3: follow Stan Zimmerman. Check out all his things. Everybody, you, uh, go rent Ladies of the 80s, Adiva Christmas, or watch it free online at Lifetime. What is it? Lifetime.
5: MyLifetime.com.
4: My lifetime. We're going to watch it tonight. Can you you send us a string?
5: No, we're going to pay for it. You're going to pay $3. $3 Fine. You just said I should make a couple of shekels. Yes. Listen, I got
4: to explain. You know, Mr. Blackwell, right? The name. Yes, of course. Mr. Blackwell was like my father, my best friend, my, my, my savior. I loved him. And he taught me one thing. He said, Ron, you are press. You are media. You sell things for people. You must never pay for anything. If they want it, they have to pay for it because you're stupid. If you go and promote something and pay to promote it, what are you, a schmuck? He said you got to let them give you something.
3: Which, by the way, I want to thank everyone because we were like number nine on iTunes um, this week and uh, out of like 1.8, and I think there's 1.8 million, you know, shows like this. Um, so we were number nine, and we are
5: um, in the top 110 countries. <laughs> I tell you what, I will give you a signed, free copy of this book, but you have to see me in person in Palm Springs.
4: Yeah, we will. We're uh, definitely going to see you in person. In, then he wants you to come to well, dinner. So. We're well, not bullshit. I'm going to make you a beautiful Italo-Hebraic meal because that's how. <laughs> I, you, no, don't laugh. Don't
5: laugh. We got to go though. I got to go. Something's late. I'll
4: make you pizza. No, I no, pizza.
5: no, car- no carbs.
4: You ever have no a, carbs? She said, "Wait, you never <laughs> ate my." My my, You never ate my Yiddish pizza, which is matzah pizza. I make a pizza and a matzah. Wow.
5: So, to, quote, so to, quote, to quote my uh, food icon, the late Suzanne Summers. be fit, don't be fanatical. So if you make it, I'll eat it. There you go. I I love
3: my, it. I Congratulations, Stan, and have a happy New Year. Mm-hmm. You, you too.
5: Bye. I'll see you in 24.
4: Okay. Yeah. All right. You're terrific, bye. Bye.
5: Love you guys. I'll see, see you. Bye, B.
4: We'll definitely be there. Um, I love um, that guy. All right, you I guys. I really love him.
3: So now what we're going to do real quick is uh, play a quick music video, and we're going to bring on our next guest, you guys. So that but
4: If you make- all out there only knew how talented that man was. Okay, we got to go. Oh, you'd be so we're proud to now. know him. No, shut up. I'm proud to know him. He's such a talented guy. So, you guys, we're getting ready to bring on Revolutions. Here's my favorite video because it's got
3: aliens. This is Spiral Galaxies by Revolution. Enjoy. And when we come back, we'll have the band on with us. Enjoy. I'm sorry.
4: so you guys what a video now we're going
3: to bring on you guys revolution and we're also bringing on dr Stryker, who we don't know but we're going to meet him right now with you guys so bring them all on there's oh god no oh, dave
4: hey oh, no. hi <laughs> i looked at the video because you know me i believe in extraterrestrials you know that that we're all from another planet and i said to jimmy who did this video and he said alga oh, i said what a stupid question for me to ask! Olga <laughs> uh, is not only my secret lover, but she's also. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, shut the fuck up! You've had a chance. <laughs> You're lucky I don't I don't I don't drive long distances anymore, or I'd be. Up to <laughs> now,
3: hang on, hang on! All right, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, three of the members of Revolution, Olga Perry, No Mansfield, and Dave Kendrick, along with. Dr. Strikers, Dr. Striker. Hey, are you guys. Uh, this is Ron Russell. Since you've
7: never okay. met him on no, star. no,
4: wait, wait. no. Who's that guy? Yeah, no, no. You know, I tell the truth. Yeah, music got better. I like that song. <laughs> no, really, I was never a fan of your music. You know that? Too noisy for me. <laughs> but that one with the with the space thing, I love it. Love the video. Love the song. Love the music. I'm really it is fun. great to have an in house uh, video genius. It's yes, it does no, I'm, I'm, I'm really helps. proud of my buddy. I'm proud of him. You did a good job. You played nice music. Dave, you look good. We haven't seen you in a long time. So it's ah, nice thank to see you. It.
3: Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy Dr. New Year, Scott, yeah. we know you. We're going to talk with you in just a second as soon as we catch up a little Dave, bit with Noah and that.
4: Dave doesn't play on drums. He plays on garbage bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that night you were with the yes. garbage
0: bills.
4: <laughs> I <laughs> do. I'm so impressed. I said, I don't believe this fucking guy. <laughs> it's garbage bail? and it sounds so good. <laughs> hey, it was Home Depot's finest. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so it was. So how are you, know? What's new? Oh, the same old stuff, you know. Just, Did you uh, invent a rocket to the to uh, Mars yet for us to live in? Oh yeah, that I'm over that though. That's yeah, Frank. That. You've
7: been promising the Mars tour for quite some time now, and yeah, I'm and Olga's
8: pot farm going. <laughs> yeah, well, if Elon had <laughs> get his fucking spaceship ready,
3: I could, you know. Yeah, what is it? If Elon could get a space spaceship, see, and Olga didn't mention he wants to know how's how's your farm, Olga? The pot farm. <laughs> my farm is doing good. I have all
2: my food grown by myself. Now, what kind of food, what kind of actual food do you grow? Everything. Everything I like. Everything I, I want to grow, I grow. Okay. Stickers, so I have two acres. So, So
3: give
6: an
2: example, leaf. though, of like the kinds of things that you grow on your farm pomegranates, plums, apples, pears, uh, uh, tomatoes. Uh, tomatoes. Oh, I like all that stuff. Um, oh, bamboo.
7: God, I even don't can't know. eat it, but it grows well.
2: A yeah. couple guavas, uh, leeches. Uh, Jesus. Everything I want. I like love it. So you guys, the reason that we're we are we
3: we're I invited No to come on and no revolution, which we want to say hi to everybody else in the band. Because
4: we never get to see them unless we invite them on, we, on we because say- they're real fucking snobs. <laughs> but <laughs> so you guys snobs. But snob, love snobs. Saturday. Night. I'm in love with your wife and you keep her from me. How dare you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you guys, Revolution. I love you all.
3: Revolution, really you guys. And hang on. Revolution is playing a show Saturday, February 3rd at Universal Bar and Grill with Dr. Stryker. Yeah. I think Dr. Stryker's the headliner. Big Choppers, Revolution, and Clem Darling and the Astronauts. I love that name. I think it's great. So, Dr. Stryker, first of all, is that what we call you, Dr. Stryker? Yes. So
4: tell, tell us a little yeah, bit about your, you. Tell us your, your deal. deal. What's your deal? <laughs> what's
0: your deal? Who are you? How do you know? Uh, I'm Dr. Stryker. a rock major fucking ass. I have a three-part band, uh, keytar, drums, bass. Uh, we shred, uh, do a full dance on tables. Everything's wireless. It's going to be giant electropunk explosion. Very heavy, very light. Uh, lots of music. It's going to be big. I, I watched a lot of your videos
4: oh, So where, where is this again, slowly, and when? We have a lot of old people on our show.
0: All good. <laughs> Universal Bar and Grill. So Universal oh. Bar and Grill in uh, North Hollywood, <laughs> February 3rd, 7 p.m. doors, 8 p.m. show.
4: And how much is a ticket? Ten, ten bucks.
0: bucks. This good. is what the, uh, the flyer what,
4: looks what, what do we get for ten bucks?
0: You get to go in <laughs> your pocket. You can also go on Eventbrite at uh
4: Love Bomb Party. You it, are you giving Are you giving away any are you giving away any uh pot jelly? <laughs> <laughs> he, oh, yeah. he doesn't even understand that because like that's no, at the door you should have a little teaspoon and everybody that walks in give them a little pot jelly.
0: We use acid
4: these days, Ron.
8: These, these days. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so... so, yeah, so uh, no entire no, container no. of Altoids, just, you know, take, oh. take one. There you go. Did,
4: yes. did you know I was from the era when acid was invented? Would you believe that? I'm so fucking old. I remember when nobody ha- ever heard of acid, and suddenly, it became the thing. And I would go to parties, and people would be crying, <laughs> looking in the mirror. They saw skeletons. I mean, it was freaky. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So I wanna know so so how did Revolution meet Dr. Stryker, no? Or Olga or Dave? Uh well we've done
8: case I was actually uh for the last show on Earth, I was the bass player in Dr. Stryker's band. It was awesome. But yeah. uh we did we go back years now. Uh, we did three shows in um let's see, Molly Malone's that that punk place in Long Beach and then
0: uh, the tour. Tour. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the tour. We went So SoCal for a tour. Yeah, yeah we did. I actually uh I think I met No in uh Modesto playing in the middle right. of the Central Valley and uh he showed up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it was just it was one of the most bizarre shows. It was uh you know, just um at the end we took the American flag and had everybody uh just put their, their hands straight right through it <laughs> went, <laughs> went around. So, I think that. So, tell us,
3: how did you come up with the name Dr. Stryker?
0: Everybody in my family is a doctor. For real? Yeah, for real. So, I was at my brother's graduation from medical school, and uh, everybody's standing and staring at me, and they're like, So, when are you going to be a doctor? And I said, Well, I'm already a doctor. Uh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so, I bought a lab coat.
4: <laughs> doctor, too. They, oh, nice. Yes, some title of bullshit doctor. <laughs> I have a doctor from a college. What kind of doctor? <laughs> a doctorate of education? Are you a doctor of education? Yeah, that's what a
3: doctor do- is. Are your family medical doctors then? Yeah,
0: medical. medical I'm a yeah. doctor
4: also, a doctor of bullshit.
3: So how, how did you so how did you come up with Dr. Stryker though then? Because you could have been
4: doctor anything.
0: Uh da da da. Out
4: of all of okay. you. Out of all of you, the only interesting one is Olga. And Olga <laughs> is a, she was in Russia. She was a woman's doctor. What is that called? Gyn- gyne- uh, uh, a- what's a woman's doctor called?
0: Gynecologist. I I get, just-
4: also, she had her own radio show. Also, she's, she's a scientist. scientist. I mean, the woman is totally an artist. And she's beautiful. And I don't know how he got her. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave, what, what, so
3: Dave, wait, wait. How do you think?
2: How, how did, did No hook up How did he actually get Olga? I mean, really? Oh, Dave, yeah, Olga, yeah. me by
4: mail from. I chipped her in. And she's also a wonderful comic. Meanwhile, like, I want to blow Nose cover. Everybody thinks Nose is way out, rock and roll guy that's stoned and crazy. Meanwhile, he's a scientist, and No has developed housing for the moon or Mars. 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 no, Noah, is a genius. He just does this music shit to play around, but he's really a genius. So I that's why they say that again on. now. Say that again. We do it again. I do
8: it to get on your show. <laughs>
4: yeah, right. I, it's so exciting being here. But anyway, we, yeah. make, we make believe. I'll go. What's new, my sweetie? Oh, I uh, remember you uh, said uh
2: uh, to tell you when my book um, will come out, it came out a uh, year ago, <laughs> and I already sold 100,000 copies of it. Did you really? Yeah. Congratulations.
4: Thank What's yeah, the we'll name? See. Tell us what the name hold, of it is. Hold it up so we see it. What's it say? Bring I it can't in. See bring it. it in. Bring it in. It, says, bring it, in.
3: it says. Good. Uh, it's in a famous
4: says, Creativity,
3: Something in Recovery with the Sacred Mushroom. But what's it actually called with a man, Amanita? I don't even know what the hell that said. Microdosing. Okay, I can see that. With Amanita Muscar. Who's Amanita? Is that you?
8: No, Amanita Mascara is the name of the uh, mushroom.
4: Mushroom.
2: So you wrote a book on So wait, is a mushroom,
4: it's a mushroom
2: like the one we used yeah, to use? It's, it's a, a study. I was running it for four years, and 20,000 people were involved. So I was collecting um, all the uh, documenting all the, um, they were taking a microdosing of that mushroom, and uh-huh. I was recording the results. And then I uh, put it in statistics, and I published that book. Uh, uh, it was published uh, in August, uh, what, 2022, and it's over 100,000 uh, sold. Yeah,
7: that is, that is incredible. Over
2: a hundred thousand copies. You sold a hundred thousand copies? Uh, the, uh, I didn't publish it myself. The publisher bought it from me. So okay. uh, it's a Park Press Avenue. It's a big publishing company. So we took my book. They published it uh, all over, and uh, it was th- it's translated in Polish language. So I'm gonna have another interview in uh, January with. Um, this book translated in, um, in Poland. Do you speak Polish? I don't have to. I, I, we're going to speak English. <laughs> <It's not laughs> a bad Polish, Polish
4: language is Is this like the mushroom? <laughs> that, alga, is this like the mushroom that everybody used to do years ago to get high?
2: No, it's a very old mushroom and it has some medicinal qualities and. Uh, but it was portrayed over the years. It's a poison and it kills you. And I studied 20,000 people, nobody died. <laughs> and then I ran uh, my two-year study on uh, guinea pigs. I was feeding them with those uh, mushrooms with a very small doses. nobody died. I, I got five generations of um, guinea pigs, mothers and children and children and children. Nobody died, I proved it to myself. Adverse
4: so effects was, what, and there was what, no what, adverse what's
2: the effects. Be, what's the benefit of this mushroom? It's kills depression. It's a painkiller. Uh, a, it's a painkiller, pain much stronger than opioids. It takes addictions like alcohol, methadone, heroin, um, all kinds of addictions. And it's a big percentage. It's over 80%. That's and uh, it, uh, it cures some neurological diseases. Uh, it's all here. I I studied 120 medical conditions. Uh, most of them so so, but uh, I pointed uh, several um, several conditions. But the discovery, of my own, with this group of people, was uh, it cures addiction. Nobody ever talked about it, and we discovered it by accident. Because when I studied, uh, started that four years ago, I didn't know what's gonna happen. I was just going for result, not for positive result, just for result. Does it do the job or not? and rediscover. Uh, genius.
3: I, I mean, I know we joke around with you a lot, but that's uh, seriously impressive as fuck. Oh, very. I it like is. I'll
2: oh, I'll you, know, you like to talk about teeth and stuff, but I'm scientist. Yeah, it's nice though that you're beautiful and you have tits and you're
3: a genius all together. You can mix them all together. It's fabulous. You got the whole package. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
8: so so David has been around the world a couple times with the enemy band
4: since Alder, Do me a favor. Ah. Do me a favor, Olga. Invent something that makes me younger.
3: He doesn't want to get older.
4: No, I'm too- acid. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm too old already. <laughs>
3: Actually, yeah, I need to Dr. work Stryker. on the time machine. Dr. Stryker, you look, because you look like really like young, like you're like a kid compared to the rest of us. Um, so you either have really good genes and you don't age
0: or you're just like a kid. Well,
4: he's probably older than all of us. He just has good makeup. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, uh, it's just the genetics. My grandmother smoked for 70 years. Your
3: grandmother what?
0: My grandmother smoked a, pa- uh, a carton a week for 70 years. Oh, wow. It's just the genetics.
3: Okay, so you have good genetics. So let's go back to music a little bit for a second. So, so all of you guys are musicians. Dr. Straker, grow like who's some influences for you as Dr. Stryker, as for you, you and your band? Like, uh, try and pick somebody that maybe we've heard of.
0: Devo, Van Halen. yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Devo, uh,
3: that band. Uh, Devo, yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Dave,
6: I, I
3: totally think that Dave, I, I totally think that you don't like play that up enough. I really do. Agreed. What? Well, that he's the drummer for Devo. He was in Devo. Devo was a fucking huge band in the 80s. You know what?
4: 90s. You know what I have learned in all my <laughs> 83 years of life. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> they really don't. They make believe for the moment. Oh, like I was Jane Russell's best friend forever, right? And I'll say that. And they go, oh. And it's gone. They don't really give a shit that I was Jane Russell's best friend. And it's the same thing with you. Oh, so big deal, you banged the drum. Okay, next. But it was in Devo. It doesn't matter. (laughs) But if he- he,
8: That's different. It's like saying you were Jane Russell. No.
4: If he turned around and said, I'm gonna show you my 14 inch dick, everybody would go, okay, let's look. That's something that interests people. Unfortunately, fans are stupid. Think for yourself, Tara. Right? <laughs> All right, I have something to show you. Fourteen-inch okay. dick. Uh-oh, he's
7: ready to show us now something. Now everybody's gonna
3: look. It's <laughs> gonna be like a bong made out of a penis. No, it's he- not
7: a fourteen-inch. It's a. It's twenty-eight inches. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: I
3: bought in pillows for Christmas, and they're 28 <laughs> inches,
4: and they're huge, so. No, but seriously, people hear you, but they don't hear you. You know what I'm talking about. Now. Sure. And, uh, well,
7: some people, there's a, there's a lot of people where music still has a huge part of their lives, and, you know, we try to gear towards that. But, yeah, overall. But, so, it's still interesting to somebody, so. Yeah, somebody, I think it's interesting would. to like lots of people. Yeah, so,
4: he doesn't even know who Devo is. So. <laughs> oh, I certainly do know who Devo. I was. You weren't even born yet when Devo was out. Sure, I was. Nineteen well, you know, eighty. well year? Eighty.
3: I was in high school. Okay, which, that's a good know, time for it. I was in the
4: eighties when Devo was big, and I was definitely nobody big. cares when I say that I'm tall, gorgeous, fabulous, intelligent, and wonderful and terrific. No one really cares. Oh well. We, well, we do. Well, they do. Well, they do. So wait. So so so. Hey, wait a minute. When are we going to see you two? You never come down to this shit hole, LA. How come? They're gonna. They're playing on February third. If you want, you can go. Are we going? Yeah, you better go. You know. Yeah, I don't, February third. Pay to get in. You know that. I'm <laughs> I go nowhere where I pay. That's my my appearance is my promotion, and you're lucky I don't charge you to go. There. <laughs> So
3: wait, I want to know, I want to know, wait, I'm going to go back. So Dr. Stryker had Van Halen and Devo, Dave Kendrick, who were some, cause you're like such a, a, an accomplished musician. Who were some of your like influences growing up? For me? Yeah.
7: Oh, um, I was an Anglophile, like the who kinks, you know, stones, Beatles, psychedelia, which to this day is still a, a big influence. And some songwriters, I never got that out of my system. Um, And I do not know why I chose drums. It chose me, and I've never had a lesson in my life, but I got pretty good at it.
4: Well, (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm going to impress you, because Jimmy Jimmy thinks I don't know anything. Earl Palmer was a very dear friend of mine for many, many years, if you know who Earl Palmer is. Mm -hmm. The most famous drummer, studio drummer, is Earl Palmer, so... I'm not, you know who, I'm, have you ever heard of Earl Palmer? Everybody has. I have, sure. Yeah. Okay. Earl Palmer was probably one of the the best drummers we had. So Dave, I have
3: another question for you yeah. do Do people ever tell you now that you're now that you're a little bit older that you you, you can actually like be in the remake of Rocky Horror Picture Show because you look kind of like that dude right. from Rocky Horror Picture Show? <laughs> right. You know,
7: I've grown no. my hair out. When it was short, I used to get Andy Warhol all the time. Now I get a
4: whole assortment of other
3: names. But so. you really do look like the Maki Horror Picture Show guy, and that's a compliment because nobody looks. Is he awesome. does
4: look like Andy. I used to go to Studio Fifty Four. We'd see him in the inner circle. You weren't allowed to go there because you were nobody, but only the big shots would be in the inner circle, which was roped off. So wait, no go.
3: Now it's, it's your good. turn. No, and all those So, so who were some of your musical influences growing up? Mine. Yeah,
2: I was seven years in classical piano school. So. Yeah killed everything in me. And when I met him, so he's my influence. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that, that worked out perfect. All right, so.
4: Oh, by the way, Olga plays a, a very, very good piano in the rock group. Keyboard. People well, No, no, call it a piano? No, I don't think. Do you call it a piano or a keyboard? Keyboard.
8: <laughs> keyboard. Yeah, keyboard, because ha- you can have either the uh, organ or synthesizer or piano on the same setup. Okay, she plays...
4: Peas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they do say peas also. That's good. You see, that they yeah. say a... There. You're getting me up there, Ron. <laughs> I've been on the planet so long, it's very difficult to retain all the knowledge I've So,
3: Dr. Stracker, he's 83, in case you were wondering. Since yes. no one old and everybody already knows And that. it's very difficult to remember everything. His favorite musician is Johnny Mathis. Yes, yeah, but you might not even be old enough to have ever heard of.
4: <laughs> and, I, and I have to tell you that Johnny Mathis has just been given an award as the number one album seller of the history of music. No one has sold more albums than Johnny Mathis, and he's eighty. He's eighty-three uh, years old, and he's booked in concerts all over the country. Wow. So good, good for eighty-three-year-old people. No, he's actually older than I. I think think he's he's eighty-six or
3: something. So wait, no, you didn't answer the question. Go back.
8: Well, I started out being a blues guy. So Muddy Waters, uh, Professor Longhair. Well, that's I guess that's Boogie Woogie. Uh, But um, you know, uh, what's his name? The guy at the Robert Johnson.
3: Uh, Robert Johnson.
8: Yeah. Yeah, and then of course, Hendrix. Uh,
3: he's like oh, a Hendrix. They made a movie about Robert Johnson, didn't they? Or uh, uh, the movie that that uh, the Karate Kid guy was in, wasn't that about? Yeah, there,
8: no, that was sort of a, not about him, but it was sort of about the whole about cross- the crossroads. Rose. About
3: yeah. oh, Rose. Rose. there you go. Good job, Dave.
8: All right, Steve um, Vai in it.
3: Yes. Okay, I like that. Yeah.
8: So. But when I saw I saw Hendrix play live, and that's I, I was uh, I. My friend and I had run away from home, and we were going to move to California and be hippies. And we saw Hendrix in went to a rock festival in Denver on the way, and I saw Hendrix. And I told my friend, "I'm going to go back and live with my parents and learn to play that way." And so we turned around and went back to Wisconsin, and then I slugged it out in Wisconsin for several years.
7: Well, to- oh, you did because we never would have met. Yeah, and I have. We weirdly, for at some point in our lives, we lived like two miles away from each other and had never met.
4: Yeah,
7: back in the previous Wisconsin,
4: country. because you had to wait for destiny to bring. That's
3: you true. Yeah, absolutely. We're in Wisconsin,
7: Dave,
4: where did you live in Wisconsin? No, obviously. I lived
3: in Illinois. Oh, yeah. okay. And he I was born in Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Okay. Because my mom's family was from Wisconsin. So. Okay. so for that, we make a story. No, because because uh, no, we'll give a <laughs> no one's working with another a another, another, another new band and I forgot their name, but they're also from Wisconsin. I talked to them the other day. What's yeah. the name of the band? Oh, uh, well, it's a good question. <laughs> oh, can't... that's right. Because they don't have a good name. We have to come up with a better name. Yeah, right? Right? As as we talk to them. They're still trying to figure out a name. That was funny, but we got we were talking about Wisconsin, so let's just that's all.
4: So you segued into your parents coming from Wisconsin. No, just
3: my mom, my dad's from Kentucky. Like
4: we give a shit about (laughs) where your mother came from. Oh well.
3: (laughs) So tell us what is going on for 2024? Revolution didn't play a lot in 2023, I don't think. I didn't see it on Instagram, which you guys can follow. Uh Instagram uh at revolution, but it's revolution with an S H. So it's R-E-V-O-L-U-S-H-N dot one. And uh, the website is revolution.com. And Dr. Stryker's uh, Instagram is what? Dr. Stryker?
0: Yeah, Dr. Stryker, just full spelled out, D-O-C-T-O-R-S-T-R-I-K-E-R.
3: And actually, you guys should go to YouTube and check out Dr. Stryker. Just plug it in, Dr. Stryker Band, because he's got like all kinds of wild videos uh, that were on there.
4: Remember when we danced to your music? At, at, the Mars, at the Mars thing. And I was a rabbit or something? Was well, rabbit? <laughs> oh, yeah, you <laughs> yeah. guys were on stage with us.
3: Yeah, yeah no, no, rabbit. you weren't a rabbit. You were the killer in Stranger Things. No, I
4: thought I was a rabbit. No, he was the plant killer thing in Stranger Things. But I danced to your music all night. We were out there That song. was a yeah. fun night,
7: actually. We that were loaded out
4: of our minds, and we were dancing.
7: So, wait, what's going on for 2024? If you guys go... We reference? got a new record to finish. We
3: got a new record to make, and then yep. hopefully playing, you know. There you go. we got to play more shows. And what about you, Dr. Stryker? You got any other shows coming up that we should be telling people about?
0: Uh, Getting them, booking them. This is the the first show. I moved to L.A. more recently. I lived up in Bay. uh, Originally from Michigan. So we're all from the Midwest.
7: So, yeah, this is proof that everyone still migrates to California for the creative uh, endeavors from elsewhere.
3: And here we all are. So, yeah. I like, like, love it. Actually, we've actually been to Universal Bar and Grill a whole bunch of times because oh, wow. okay. we've had a bunch of. Uh, we didn't go right. there for concerts. We went there, there for like no. movie
4: screening. No, weren't we there? No, no. But didn't we have dinner at the Universal? You and I in a couple. No, of Universal
3: years? Bar and Grill is is where the Clam Motel did their premiere, one of their premiere parties. We were in a. He was in a movie called Clam Motel 2, and they <laughs> were the party there. And you shot Clam Motel too. We're, you shot it at Universal Bar and Grill. The
4: fuck, do I know?
3: Actually, we shot a scene. So he plays General Milan in this cult movie called Clown Motel 2. And, uh, we, and we actually shot the, his role in the Universal Bar and Grill back at the wow. pool table and stuff and in the bathroom and stuff. It was funny as shit. So, oh,
7: oh, that's a dump. It's a dumpy place, but the oh, food yeah. is really good, oh, guys. The food is
3: really, really good there. It's like they make great hamburgers. I think uh, that's great, too. too. Yeah,
8: we yeah. were in a movie with Ron, too.
3: Yes, I know. Right. We oh, don't kill TV. us.
8: Wait, we we don't, won't mention it. Don't mention we don't mention that, that shit. Piece
3: of shit. <laughs> That's coming out in February. <laughs> hey, wait! it had us in it, so how good. could it. <laughs> no, but that part is terrific, so... I, I, like, love it, though. I think it's so cool that you guys... Uh, Met Doctor Stryker. You're doing your own thing.
4: Wait a minute. Let's get this Doctor Stryker. What are we in love with him? Where were you from? What are you doing, Michigan? Michigan. What makes you yeah, think? What's your trip? Trip? Anyhow, you don't look Stryker. like a. <laughs> doesn't look like he belongs in the business. He looks like he should be a rabbi.
8: <laughs> <laughs> rabbi striker
4: yes. Rabbi Stryker, I like. That. Are you Jewish? Yeah. Oh, boy,
0: yeah, like, yeah. I come from a long line of rabbis and doctors. Hey, so
4: you're like,
3: You're a lunchman. I do have to ask you a question. So, that's not actually your studio, right? That's green screen because it's too beautiful. Oh,
0: definitely. Yeah. No, this is like it's totally <laughs> green screen,
3: though. Like, it looks really like nice. Actually, oh, I thanks. saw. One yeah, I, looked,
0: I looked all over. I was like, "What am I going to do for this?" It's a. Uh, I figured it was this one. <laughs> I actually
3: wow. saw you a cover. Of, I forgot who, but you do a cover of somebody on YouTube. I watched yesterday, and I was really impressed with it. Um, it's part of an interview. Like the video goes from the music video to an interview, all in the same video.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, but I forgot what song it was for. But it was for something really good, I think. Uh, so you guys definitely want to check it out. It's not. For the faint of heart, neither is revolution, you guys. It's like real music, real musicians playing real instruments. It's, like you know, no auto-tune, no... Um, they're a band. Yeah, they're an actual they're band, band that actually plays like instruments. You guys are. really, I mean, we joke around a lot, but Dave Kendrick is one of the best guitar, I mean, best best drummers on the fucking planet. I'm telling you, you, really you like he,
4: he played on a garbage pail one night. And I was so <laughs> really impressed, Dave, yeah. I really was. No, it was super he I mean, made a garbage pail sound like a drum. So
3: wait, <laughs> Dr. Strecker, what do you play? You play a guitar? What do you play? Singing. Are you just a singer? You just sing, but you don't I'm play a singer.
0: guitar? Uh, well, it was a one-man band that I brought in <laughs> other members. He's a cantor so, <laughs>
4: What? He's You're a can- cantor you <laughs> you know a You'll have to look it up after that the, is, the singer, yeah. Meanwhile, my very best friend, Barbara Rosenblatt, with with one T was the niece of, of uh cantor uh, Rosenblatt, who was the most famous Jewish cantor in the world. Mm-hmm. You know the and name that, Rosenblatt? And that has to do with what? No, it's a, <laughs> no it, Jewish people, when they hear the name of Cantor Rosenblatt, they, get, they start to cry because he, he was an ex, extremely uh, important rabbi. So no,
3: brag a little bit. Besides Revolution, who are some of the people who you've like played in the studio with? Let's brag a little bit so we can add some names. Uh, to you. I can't remember. Uh, oh, so,
8: so David Kendrick was this guy, uh, <laughs> was this guy from, <laughs> from Illinois. He's <laughs> really
4: good.
3: Now, who else did you play with, like Patty Labelle or somebody? Ooh, don't mention Patty. I, I'm not guessing. Uh, you,
4: you played um, with Patti
8: Labelle. Uh, well, what was her name? Uh, the girl, the woman from the Supremes, sang up on Remember that song? "Ghost of Love," David. You got to
4: remember their name, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, go check back. You, wait, you knew Patty Labelle? No, what was no, no. Said. Oh, because I
7: love. Wait, Dave. Who have you played with? Because you must have played with a ton of people. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was in the group Sparks for quite a long time. Uh, Devo, uh, Wall of Voodoo guys. Uh, I mean, oh, a lot wow. of know that. music.
6: Awesome. Best part. Um,
7: on a lot of <laughs> movies and written a lot of songs too. A group called Shushu, Kind of from arty experimental stuff. I always like music that is far left of center and the psychedelic sounds of revolution are perfectly put together you know, for so. you. I like mm-hmm. writing with Frank. too.
6: So
3: Actually, yeah. That's, yeah. Though, playing with the Dr. Stryker guy too, though, because their yeah. music is just like that too. It's pretty like left of center also. Um, yeah, but it's, it's awesome. very amazing. Cause I think one of the things that you guys have going, both of you guys as bands have going for you is the live show. Cause I watched all kinds of videos, you know, on YouTube and, and
4: yeah, but nothing t- beats this video. Algo Brilliant. I love the video. I, I, I could have watched 10 minutes more. Yeah, because, that is a great because
7: video. Because
4: it it's so me. I mean, I so believe in that. I'm so with that. I love that video. How did you do that? You're so smart to make all that shit happen. <laughs> and it's she, real uh, aliens.
2: That's I think the other people, thing. Uh, show, and David uh, is a star. It's called uh, Dog Gets High in. Uh, David is a superstar. Open the uh, b- video. Yes, yes. Uh, he plays a uh, he plays a psychedelic victim. Took LSD and gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: <In> <laughs> parallel- yeah, yeah. The music was really good. I
7: enjoyed Very the good. music. That's why I said to Jimmy. I said- and we need to do another record so Olga can do more videos.
3: I have to say though that is like all the videos that you guys put out look amazing. They're all really, really good. I love good. that. But one. the live show, I think, is is where all of you guys really have strength. Well, Both thank of you for that. Strength. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Revolution many times live. I haven't seen you yet, Doctor Stryker, but but uh, but I watched the videos that were on YouTube before you came on, just so I would have an idea of what what your music <laughs> is all about. You
4: and, know, uh, I fight with people all the time. They say, "Oh, Ron, you're insane. There's no such thing as aliens. There's no such thing as." I said. Believe you believe in Jesus Christ, right? Did you ever meet him? Did you ever see him? No, but you believe in him. He's a fic- yes. He's in the imagination. Where because because somebody wrote a book and said this man is, is the son of God. So why can't I believe that we are aliens and we came here thousands of mi- millions of years ago?
3: Ancient aliens is like his favorite show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I,
4: we, are, we, are, we are aliens. If we ever got to is- another planet where there's civilization, we're going to see people like us.
0: I'm just... My, my thing is just, finished. the universe is so big, do you really think that we're that special, that we're the only ones?
7: Okay, you yeah, mathematically, there's got to be <laughs> all kinds of life forms that we haven't even thought about.
4: No, yeah. I said to Jimmy, I wonder if they have smash and grab on another planet. we well, <laughs> the only ones with the honor. Yeah.
3: <laughs> So David says that you also got a daytime Emmy Award for outstanding music direction and composition for the musical television series Adventures in Wonderland. That's people in the chat room are writing stuff about oh, you. That is true. Yeah. So you have an Emmy. That's I,
7: a big uh, I um uh, it was very fun putting words in the mouths of Lewis Carroll characters. That was a good writing <laughs> job. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a lyric writer too, besides drummer and and uh I love, he wrote the lyrics for that video. Outer space and science fiction themes we get to do, in <laughs> revolution and revolution, all the space stuff is, is.
4: No, and Olga, do you really believe what you put in that beautiful video? Oh yeah,
2: it's a, a real. It's yeah. Not, yeah. it's a documentary. Yeah, it's a documentary.
4: <laughs> yeah. We have some aliens live in a garden, so we. And, just- and I so agree with you. I'm serious. People think we're nuts, but not. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, but then when
3: ancient alien people have, like, a convention, like, millions of people go to it. like So I think lots of people believe it. Oh, Either yeah. way, your videos, the videos that you do with the aliens, yeah, great. Like,
4: well, they're no, my favorite. Really like good. everything. You got to know who you're with. You got to keep your mouth shut if you're with certain people about certain things because they think you're nuts. I mean, I don't give a fuck if they think I'm nuts because I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say cuz like only we're, quite we're averaging 5 million people a show. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, somebody said to me, "You know, you're disgusting." I said, "Yeah, 5 million people worth." <laughs> You got a well, whatever I do, I guess I do right. so.
3: So, real quick, because we've only got a minute, uh, you guys uh, want to go Saturday? February, you were very quiet yeah. tonight, Saturday, tonight. February 3rd at Universal
7: Why Bar and Grill You don't
4: love me anywhere. I'm and making love to Olga. Okay. You don't love me anymore. This right? is in California in Los Angeles.
7: Yeah.
2: Los
4: Angeles. I thought, I thought you loved me. Remember we talked about you
3: leaving no for me? Yeah. You don't have enough money.
2: <laughs> I'm afraid of, your, uh, of Jimmy. I don't want to break his heart. There you I go. Thank you, Thank you, Olga. Olga. So you guys, Saturday,
3: February 3rd, Universal Bar and Grill. This is in Los Angeles. Dr. Stryker, Big Chompers, Revolution, Clem Darling, and the astronauts. Doors open at 7. The show's at 8. It's $10 to get in. Follow at Dr. Stryker on Instagram and at Revolution, R-E-V-O-L-U-S-H-N dot one uh, on Instagram for Revolution. And we wish you guys the, the happiest New Year since New Year's yes. weekend is coming up. Be safe. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Dr. Stryker, it was nice to meet you. Dave, meeting you guys. It was we're nice to meet you guys. And we'll see you guys Bye. next year. Really? Pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye, you guys, because
6: we're
3: out of time. Bye. See you guys. Bye.
1: Bye, everybody. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Ah, happy New Year. Can turn out to you somehow Yeah, we in the mix yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, Ron and the newest to today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Starr, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat rumors live, and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Oh.